This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Por favor, my name is Kian. I want to get these girls with the hymen, honey. My name is Chris. <laughs> and you're listening to Sissy That Pod, your favorite RuPaul's reaction podcast. This also is eight, episode four, and we're joined by the makeup goddess that is James Beckinerly, aka J Mac. Let's go. James McInerney, a.k.a. J-Mac, thank you so much for coming back on Sissy That Pod for this episode of All Stars 8. How are you keeping and how are you enjoying All Stars 8? I am great. How are the all is well and the sweet irony that I'm actually in my homeland in Abilix County Leash today. So it's going back to probably where, well, Drag Race and all that gay knowledge was born many, many moons ago, hiding with like a dodgy Dell laptop. So all is great. Back, All is back to the originalities. Yeah, I was I could like smell you were in the country, and I was like, let's ask James Mac, James Mac to come on the podcast. <laughs> you know, I, could tell. I didn't know you could see my ass. Oh. <laughs> uh, obviously, since last time we talked, you ended up on an episode of Drag Race yourself in support of Black Pepper. No, yeah, and uh, blue hair, don't care. Um, that was that was such a cute moment, and they were being so, you know in disguise of um your friend by government name is doing a particular thing um do you want to like you know send them a message and i was like oh like kind of unanimously they're trying to say i have no clue what's going on when i'm like bitch i literally helped put the looks together and made that freaking entrance mask and did the makeup design for all that crack so yes that was a cute moment and it's one for the vaults Nice. Have you managed to work with money at the UK Queens over the years? Um, over the years, the UK girls, yes, I did Cheryl Hole's uh EP cover or her single track cover for um Need the Power, uh mm-hmm. when it was on UK versus the World. I have worked just countless of times with so many girls that have either, you know, pre drag race or just kind of, you know, seen Crystal Relators as well, just within like the circuit. I actually remember working with Scarlett Harlot out of drag on a commercial when I moved to London and shout out to her because she actually did teach me how to make hip pads when I was even like figuring out drag myself oh. and then I had my Momante before she had her season three Momante and we saw each other I think at the Attitude Awards the year previously and she was like oh my god isn't this just so funny can you believe it we both <laughs> did it um that is as far as the accent goes but yeah, I've worked with a few UK, UK girls. I think I have a stronger track record working with more of the US girls, actually. All right, okay. You know, painting by numbers and painting girls. I mean, I think I just live vicariously through so many of the drag race girls or just drag in general, because I love to do drag myself. But my kind of main forte is obviously in makeup. But for myself, I think Miss J Mac might make a bit more of a return this year. We have a bit more stability and... I always wanted to like tap into it. It's something that I love. Like drag is a passion as well. So yeah, maybe I'll actually be more involved, but from J Max perspective in the future. Nice. Now in terms of All Stars Eight, um, you know, what do you think we saw the lineup? Who are you enjoying so far? Uh I'm enjoying well, I'm enjoying one of my clients, Miss Jimbo. I've painted Jimbo yeah. before. Um I have had the honor to do the ghost pepperoni face. And I did show my mom and I remember the time I showed her, she's like Right. Well, I'm just going to say if this isn't is it, if this is important to you, I'm happy for you because like she's seen more work, and I was like, no, no, but this black and white like ghost look will be queer iconism. 
Um, so obviously I'm in Jimbo's corner. I'm really happy to see Jessica Wilde. Um, you know, I do have fan favorites, but I think that it's a strong cast. And not that I've known some tea for a very long time. I'm just happy to see it finally come on the screens and actually see it in real person. Uh, well, this episode kicks off then with the, you know, the kind of workroom reaction to to Kasha leaving and they're counting the lipsticks and stuff like that. And it was very close if it had gone to the public photos, only five for Kasha, four for Darian. And um, yeah, I, I think, though, you, Chris, you weren't surprised by that, were you? No, I think we saw last week most of it as well. Um, yeah. and we knew it was going to be quite close. But I'm excited that this year that the queens are fully admitting to who it is. But I'm waiting for the time oh, to yeah. chose a spanner in the works. Like, that needs to happen, and I can't wait. And I think if I was there, I'd do that, I'd do that to stir the pot. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking even this... And this week, I, I would have thrown in a rogue Alexis and then just not owned up to it and just like let the, let the chaos... Oh my God, I forgot she was up for a limb. <laughs> that would have been funny. Um, yeah, it's kind of been pretty... Everyone's been kind of honest so far, but like there seems like there's drama brewing. Like there's kind of like a hint of Heidi versus uh, Candy, like the cusp of it here. And then next week, it seems to be Heidi versus Kahana. Not everything seems to be, you know, kumbaya. Mama, if it's kumbaya, I don't know. It's going to like, you know, Thea, it's, I think, very, um, the girls, do you know what? It's like the way that they filmed um, UK season three Drag Race, or Drag Race UK season three in 10 days, pretty much. That It's like the production, this doesn't have any time. So I love the kind of quick snap that the girls are honestly like, I voted for you. And, you know, they're, they're what? there's like five hands that go up. And you can see, like, the bit of the face crack kicking in. Like, that, Alexis did make it funny when she said these congratulations when they come out for the debrief. And it's like, you know, congratulations, but uh, I ain't happy about it. And, you know, it's like production needs to show girls being, like, thirsty or adamant for it. Because it's funny in the way that Heidi is, like, you know, being bummed down that she's not being seen when there's only three episodes. And I'm like, well, I don't know, for me, I'm like, she'll go so much further so I'm like baby hopefully there's a lot more like to me this is such production that isn't she going to do well this episode before we get into it that's how where my like knee-jerk thought process goes straight away so you know when you ever see a queen frustrated or you think like oh they're on like you know cold waters but then they're going to turn it around so before we even like actually go to the episode I have a sense that Heidi's just going to do well because like we just know that production stamp of how they make an episode kind of unfold and they want you to have to think she's worried but I'm like I feel like she's going to have a good week, whether she wins or not. But, you know, as the context of this episode unfolds, um, that's like kind of my initial reaction watching the, you know, kind of the debrief when the eliminated girl goes home and they have those like mirror chats for a couple of minutes. Yeah, it was interesting to hear how many how many didn't think Jessica was going to win in terms of like, you know, they're like, I didn't think you were going to win, but I'm happy for you. Inter- whereas like, well, maybe the, both Chris and, and I were both so on Jessica's <laughs> train last week. So yeah, it's interesting that obviously the Queens felt slightly different. I was kind of thinking a bit on Jimbo's side and looking at the time track of when they would have filmed this show, uh, this is Insider, in, is it he? Well, it's all out in the open now, but I was doing Jimbo's music video for Free and Horny in LA last spring and she was gone to do All Stars straight after and she had that big silicone booby like her entrance suit. And I just want to make a note that I've put that bodysuit on her 
physically for her music video. It's in Free and Horny. And um, it takes half a tube of talc. And I remember then she did do a reel to Kim's Coconuts. Do you remember? Like, she's walking down on a cruise boat. It's like a video. Yes. That she from. Bitch, she had to fucking see Jessica do that Coconuts. To, like, you know, then put that up on socials last summer. So I'm amazed that, you know, WoW didn't go, oh, my God. Like, you know, um, breaching of co- inclusivity because that's going to be something for Reddit. Because obviously that's like after she'd witnessed the Coconuts music track. Um, it's not even, this isn't read, it's just a fact, not a joke, just a fact. But it all makes sense now when I see. Yeah, that's been kind of like a meme this week, which was like the production when they realized that they've they've commissioned Coconuts for the episode that Jimbo doesn't win. Because it definitely does feel like the lip sync choice was to match Jimbo's, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. Aesthetic. They got in there when the royalties were probably low as well, because that song just came out and they're like, This is gay, we're gonna get it on before it's gonna cost a million to put on the show. So you know, yeah. props to someone in production. <laughs> I still want somebody to like launch their single on a, as a lip sync on drag race. I'm still waiting for somebody like we ne- the first time any of us ever hear it is on a lip sync on drag race. I, I want that to happen at some point. Mm-hmm. Manifesting that yeah, happens. absolutely. Um, this week's mini challenge, well, it wasn't really a mini challenge. There was a, b- a bit of frivolity in the drag race uh, workroom with them bursting balloons on the pit crew, um, which is something we actually saw not too long ago on Drag Race Espana as well. And it was not on season be... 14 or 13 as well, little Georges. All I could just hear was Georges going, ah, ah. In my <laughs> I remember. I remember Georges with the arched back, all right, but I couldn't remember if that's exactly what they did or they not. They were popping um, balloons to like get. To split them into different categories, wasn't it? Two, teams, like two yeah. different, two different team groups. Um, I feel like that there needs to be a Duolingo sponsorship this episode because I'm hearing French from Jimbo. I don't know how much Spanish I've heard from Jessica Wilde, and I'm literally just hearing like you know, pa- what quiero recibo papi and po papo. <laughs> so thank you to Jessica Wilde for like upping my cultivation uh, yeah. by literally seeing her get the balloon rammed and doing it in Spanish. So you know, it's very educational to have these moments on TV there's something about it that I just feel I don't know I suddenly made me a bit of a prude I was like oh I, this is this is very Mama we're four, <laughs> one, four into the series everyone is horny literally stream Jimbo's free and horny track available on all of your platforms because everyone <laughs> is just, everything is just like sex driven I mean listen when Bruno's in the room I'm sure production is sweating behind their cameras as well they just have to put this forward as a mini challenge or whatever it was um I mean, I felt bad for the other pit crew guy. I think he's the guy from Israel. I can't remember his name, but he was just standing there with like a little hand hoover, hoovering up the glitch. I was two like, were, like off glitch. the camera screen. I'm like, is that like you know when um, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills years ago? What, what's your name? She just she chose her amputated like her silicone leg. I'm like, is yes. that a glitter boot on his shoulder? <laughs> oh, I can see it. I can literally. I'm literally have the thing open in front of me now. I can see it now. Did you stone that Dyson? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is he an option? Can I choose him or do I just have to choose Bright? You know, Bright. I know, or, or Bruno, Bruno. Yeah. That's just, listen, they better be getting tax free or like, you know, getting their 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 board covered. And the thrust felt like it got uh, like uh, by the end of it, Bruno was making a sort of run and thrust at the end of it. Like they were falling over the the uh the stool and everything. Mom. And like wh- the I guess the thing that, that made me f- is is like I always feel like those are the things sometimes someone takes it too far and you can see kind of Jimbo tried to take it too far by asking the boat to thrust into his face and then Rue, even if Rue had to be uh, yeah. like, I'm sorry, that's not an option. Listen, he's from a different country. He can play with their like 
rules and try to cancel the show as much as he wants. He has a way out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Jimbo is living free, stream free and horny. Uh, Chris, did you think uh, Alexis was horny on main again because she chose the top? Yeah, Alexis is always horny on main. I don't know. I, she makes me so uncomfortable when she's horny. I don't know why. It's so mean. And every time I see her do anything like sexual, I'm like, oh, I don't know why. But I love her. I think she's great. But I just, she's just got like this, like I don't know. What, There's a like, glint in like, oh, the eye. Randy at the family Christmas dinner again. And you're like, <laughs> stop it, Uncle Alexis. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> also, we have a moment later. Well, her runway, but we'll get to it. Yes, ma'am. Okay. You know, so the teams are, sorry, Alexis, uh, Darian and James, Candy, Jimbo and Jessica, and then Heidi, Lalari and Kahana. Um, we see them kind of run through. I don't know if there's anything you want to discuss at, in the run through. And then they do a very pointed advert for Canva. Love that. Go, <laughs> love, we love Canva. Why well, do we love. make our poster in Canva and we never see the poster? This we do. We see them on, write it. And they spell it. We see them using like, the screen. I just feel like, you know, I'm so happy to walk away with Canva wearing my manscape and having a nice squatty potty on my lunch break and then going to bed on my Casper mattress because you need better help to make sure your mental health has been checked. <laughs> um, and I love that drink, House of Love cocktail. Like, you know, branding upon branding upon branding upon, like, you know, brand. Mm-hmm. Squarespace. <laughs> Next partnership. Next slide. Um, I use Canva to make my invoices, so it's got to pay bills somewhere. You just wonder how much of, like, that subscription money goes into like what five seconds feature on a show. Um, mm. It is a good tool. It is a good resource. So yeah, I make the step pod artwork on on Canva. You know, it's exclusive. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Say, so, I feel like all the queens would be a bit literate on Canva as well. So it was a good it was a good option for them. I think. Okay, so let's get into the actual um, trailers. Uh, first up was the Alexis, uh, Darian, and James. Um, was called the get get off island island of get off can't quite remember um james what do you think of this as a concept and how well do you think it was executed i think there's so much that we probably didn't see because this is production think about it in the sense that like they wanted to make it look like it's either going to be a copy of something it's not an original michelle is literally just stiff as a pole with their ideas that it isn't landing um, it actually looked again it was like you know next week on Drag Race and last week's episode they kind of made the Darien and like James swaying on like the ship and the green screen I thought that was going to be funny and then it doesn't seem to like land as well um, I think that there it was borderline trying to make it make sense even though they literally say that and they were slipping a little bit with it so even at the start when we see it I'm like there's got to be a bottom here like you know get off on bikini bottom and I was just anticipating to see the watching it did kind of make me anticipate what are the other one like run throughs or the recordings so going to be because it already didn't feel like it's going to be the best feature. And I just feel like I'm there watching this show only by production numbers where the first one that we watch isn't going to be the winners. It's kind of like going to be in the middle of the results at the end of the show because they're going to keep the funnier pieces till the end. Um. I think that, yeah, they had like a lot to, a lot of ideas, but did it sell right? I'm not too sure. Um, The energy, I don't know, like, it was a tough three to mix together. They definitely just weren't like, you know, the most harmonious out of the three groups of three, you know, queens. Well, I think it was a clever idea to incorporate like 
old Hollywood actresses in it because that's something that is in Alexis's strength and in James's strength and obviously Darian and James both have a How much time do they have for this then? Because when I see a drag change and they get into different looks, I'm like, okay, so someone goes off camera, they have to like, you know, get back into another like, you know, look and drag. So is there like, you know, half a day's production in this? Like they look like they did the most changes compared to the other girls that stay the same in their character. So I always wonder, how do you divvy out the amount of time? Like, was that a smart choice when if you need time to change drag, you're on set. I'm talking, I guess, from set experience that you don't have as much time to maybe give a better performance in one role rather than like, you know, changing, like changing into different drag looks has never really worked a track record as a good thing to do for a challenge in the sense that it's not going to make it any funnier. So they might like have turned into like, you know, the Hollywood characters, but you've less time basically on set to make it look funny. Like if the other girls, when we, look, we talk about it, they don't do, any changes they say in that character. So that does take time to do those changes. I just wonder, is that probably what affected their overall performance in this challenge? Yeah, I think that's a good point in terms of, like, so they ultimately created five characters, but James and Alexis played two of two characters each. Yeah. Whereas like- maybe if if they had just done Alexis and Darian on the boat and then they crash and James arrives as Marla Monroe, then it would have probably felt more of a distinct character whereas you're kind of like okay so where have Alexis and James's character gone Darian just sort of there in the end on her own I think that kind of definitely added to the complexity yeah I think it just gives it would have given them more time to also maybe write better jokes no Tino Shade like that's just literally the process of elimination Chris you write you write sketches on TikTok oh. what, what went wrong here <laughs> well, am I your time to shine Chris experience. your time to shine modesty is such an Irish thing <laughs> to be honest I really like this one I know it wasn't like hilarious but as, in terms of like trailers for a TV show I think I'd be the most interested to watch this one I'd be like what celebrities are going to be dead I think it was a really good concept mm-hmm. I think that they probably it probably didn't land as well but then again as you said James like I think the editing and the production might have something to do with it as well. I don't know. They 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 were able to present it last week in a trailer in in the trailer of the trailer, um, uh, that it was hilarious and the swaying boat, but but then this week it didn't look funny. But I thought I was I was literally rolling around laughing at them falling when they're on the cliff and they're just screaming and then they just make them smaller. I was like that, that was camp. That, um, no, trust the post. Trust the post, baby. I did love the clip they chose to show the boat being destroyed because it was like <laughs> they were swaying and then the boat was like you know decimated. That did, give me, that did give me, did I have that like graphic GIF on a hard drive in like on a Dell laptop in school in 2011? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, Annie, like that is a resource that we could have gotten on. Like I'm actually hearing some of the music and I'm like, I've used that track on Epidemic Sound before okay. or I've been using like, you know, Roy to Free, like video content and yeah. You know, to know that actually probably was like, you know, a video clip on Sky News in 2009 or something. <laughs> yeah, or even that earlier. Yeah, like the, it was very grainy, that footage. 100%. <laughs> Look, I actually think in terms of it, I kind of agree with you, Chris. I think in terms of concept, it was really fun. But I think when I watched it, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought it would be. Yeah. But like, yeah. it's for an idea of a TV show, I liked it. Exactly. And this is where it, this is so, what Drag Race is as a show compared to, this would sell as like a TV concept if it was actually done legitimately. Like these challenges are always like, it's nearly subjective to how much fun Michelle, I feel, even has on set with them getting ready. Like, are you bringing the energy? Because there's sometimes it's like when a queen wins a challenge and there's always sends like the debate online or on Twitter, even when like, you know, this queen should have won. And they, I think, purposely make that as part of the production of every episode because they want to have 
you know, the massively strong fan base to basically be creating an online debate and argument and conversation going until next week's episode. So it's a good idea. But then it's like you always have to remember this is a challenge within a huge TV production that, you know, it's not even about what they're doing per se. It's like how each individual queen is just like almost just coming across. Yeah, yeah. And I think like this is a very pedantic point, but I mean, that's not beyond me. Um, Like... (laughs) When we get to the next one, like, I can kind of see 10 episodes of this, but the subtext of this is that, like, they, they, the people on the boat die in the end. And I'm like, well, how, how, how this is going to be seven seasons if it's if, if that's going to take out this long, you know, if you know they're going to die at the end. Like, Candy and Jimbo and Jess is next. You know, it only works as a trailer. It doesn't work as a show because, like, they get instantly killed straight away. Yeah, as soon right. As, as Muffy goes bad, they're like... Yeah, off with their head. So I don't know how that would work as a TV show. That's where but I guess like, it was the funniest trailer. Exactly. That's where I always feel it's like this is where God does it actually really matter? Would it work in the real world? Make Rue laugh. Like it's like, yeah. oh, you're all dead. The show's over. But that was fucking funny. You won the week's challenge. Like that's where yeah. it's just like my only perspective. Nearly feels like limited to remember what they're doing it for on this week mm. to literally because all these girls probably don't give a shit. They just want to get through to next week. <laughs> mm. I mean, like, if this was The Apprentice and they had to actually go out and make the show and do the trailer and then, like, sell it to, like, um, I don't know, a TV studio, then I think that the first one probably would have done the best. Um, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, this one doesn't make sense either, the second one, because it, it, it is telling you the entire plot of the, of the show within the 30-second trailer, so there's no reason oh. to watch it. Yeah. It just... I did think Jimbo pulling out his hair... I, I could have watched five different scenes of that because it seemed to get more and more intense every single time and I loved it for that. I enjoyed Jimbo in the behind the scenes, like, you know, in the show and like filming it, of just doing the lipstick over and over and over. Maybe I relate to it because I've done too many blurred lipsticks before and I was just like, oh my God, this is gas. <laughs> and that was kind of like fun just to see. And again, like that, Jessica and Jimbo, I think they do have, they're becoming a bit more established as like an acting powerhouse in like, the show which makes me feel like will we see that happen again at another point you know they have things that they like to make their favoritisms in the production so it did that that's I, I put my monies down for what it's worth for the cost of living in london as well that they, we might see jimbo and jessica doing another acting thing again yeah i mean jimbo is does such a great job at being a hot mess i yeah. think those characters i think they embody really well speaking of powerhouse duos heidi and lalaria are working together again as they did in the uh or dior live challenge and i think they work really well together i think you know we all love hall and closet but i think that maybe there could be a new trixie and Cassie in the form of heidi and lala like i think their dynamic work works really well together yeah On well we're point, probably sent up the contracts already yeah <laughs> on that point like i think as puncherella and snatcherella because they work so good as a double act i feel it prevented both of them from getting a win because jimbo had a standout moment whereas neither of them had a standout moment because both of their brilliance is as a double act and as a show i guess that normally rewards one winner i think that might be part of heidi's you know, downfall. Mm-hmm. And I think they weren't going to put out like two 10Ks to two queens. It wasn't going to be a double win. There's already like yeah. a lot of the taxpayers' money going out to the winners. And it's like, but you know, also, that... like the format, like they can't have two winners versus one lip sync assassin. Like it just wouldn't work. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Imagine, or just like, you know, like big money, like a little like Rolodex, like top two or something of season 14. 
mm-hmm. yeah like I yeah. watching it they were on the like they were the winners in my eyes watching it and then you know process of elimination we see that it's Jimbo obviously well we'll get to that point later but um yeah they were they were the most I think the most entertaining to watch even like when they're filming for me were Heidi Lala and you know combination of like Jimbo and that sitcom um you know did it make the most sense the most that made sense was obviously the first trailer that we see but you know nonetheless i think that they were they were just yeah they were good standouts i don't i feel like this as a show could probably work the best in terms of what we saw because like even though kahana has caught the two of them in a whatever like you imagine that like they get they break loose and then it's kind of basically just like drag queen catch the pigeon where every episode (laughs) they try to catch her and every episode she gets away in the end and i think like you could definitely watch 10 seasons of that if it's good enough yeah absolutely uh yeah chris did you did you still think the first one was better than the third one i do yeah i i just think it works better as a concept but like i think maybe we it probably wasn't as much jokes i think that's the main thing is make rue laugh and then obviously your kind of um, relationship with michelle as james said like is really important because she's obviously going to turn around to rue and be like oh my god lalaurie and heidi were absolutely hilarious like you, you mm-hmm. wait until you see it so you already go in with that expectation of that they're going to be funny so rue's probably already leaning towards a group before she's even seen the three um videos but well apparently rue does sit in the background like oh. rue sits on set okay in insider tea incognito uh <laughs> and watches it all break down anyway, okay so. well then she already yeah she probably would have already known then um but i didn't think kahana was that great i thought she was going to be in the bottom to be honest if they did it individually um i just feel like but maybe her role was a bit boring it was more kind of the setup for the other two and I, think, yeah, I, think I think that gave yeah. her a lot of direction too yeah i was just about to say that and again i think that's what they want they wanted the viewers to see you know that kind of like like that those two queens that are in the bottom because it was just I think more discussion and more debate and just made kind of more conversation and I think that Hannah was just like fortunate to be in a strong team and that swayed her not being you know and directly in the bottom I think yeah I, like I kind of would have preferred if they had played it more as her being the straight man so to speak as in like you know let's say they handcuff her to the leg of a table but they don't nail the table down so she just lifts up the table and walks away and (laughs) and it's just like incredulous and like those are fucking idiots you know i think that would have been more fun than like her not just sort of like laughing into a mirror and then like turning the tables on them i just yeah i don't that i don't think it worked as well Mm -hmm. but to your point i kind of feel again you know my my production hat on. I think the putting the whole team in the bottom was a vessel for them to get Darian out because I guess you know Darian seemed to be struggling at this point, and they were like, I think James and Kahana were the two worst. Yeah, I think they were like, if we put Darian in the bottom again, she'll definitely go, and she seems to be struggling. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of what I thought. Onto the runway. Um, sometimes I wonder, I worry, have they run out of ideas? <laughs> ass, ass, the world turns. Is that the be- like? Can we not th- can we think of a better one now? The three of us. Classy. Classy. <laughs> yeah, that's better. Putting the ass in class. Yeah. There you go. Like that's better mm-hmm. already. As the world turns. Is was that a reference to like? I I, I literally googled it and said this like, is this a movie that I've not seen or a queer reference? I'm like, 
ass the world turns because I'm like some of them don't even turn once or twice and then I'm like <laughs> you know part of me just thought waiting for the it was but you know what with the whole sexual influence and just like you know very sexually focused energy in this episode fuck it just say something that's going to say ass in it because everything yeah. in this episode is just aimed towards these are horny girls that are literally like hooked up in a stage and a hotel for a month and a half or however long it's filming um yeah it was well, one of the, the graphic ones. the big silver star turned as she said the word turns so unless that was anything to do with it but I don't know like I doubt it I say Rouge is there like what the fuck she's like I'm gonna say this like line and I'm gonna go for my fucking lunch get out of my way I'm going home we'll see this in nine months in post and you know it has all come together On this week's episode of The Workroom, Charlie, Slays and I continue our dissection of Drag Race España Season 3. We are really impressed by the look presented by Hornella. Loved this, loved the vulnerability of it. Uh, You know, not only is the story great, you're representing the cage of the stigma of HIV, it also is fucking fashion. Oh my God, it's so gorgeous. Very couture, very cool. And also, do you know what's really hard to make feel fresh in Drag Race? Anything to do with roses. Because Mm. Sasha Valor owns the rose in the Drag Race franchise. And her, her rose moment from the mouth, I was absolutely like, wow, that was gorgeous. That was a really great moment. And I love the way that the plate sat in front of her not against her she looked like kind of mm. combat warrior and yeah I, I absolutely beautiful that like spiky it was just it was so super cool that's what it was it was really cool and i dive deep to unearth some scandal among some of the snatch game characters next up was hornella who was a former king juan carlos the first he was having an affair with Barbara Ray, who was played by Vania, and that's why they kept interacting with each other. So she's a former Miss World. She did, I read this article that she did about her affair with the former king, and that they used to meet up in this house in Madrid, and he she secretly recorded him as blackmail. He says, well, she didn't say it was blackmail. She right. supported him and then somebody <laughs> broke into her house and stole the tapes is what she says. But everyone thinks she's lying and that she got paid off to be quiet. I mean, I know nothing about the story, but she definitely lied about that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's over on the Headstuff Podcast Network premium feed. So go to headstuffpodcast.com. You can sign up for no more than five euro a month. And I'll see you there. All right. Well, the first up is James Mansfield, who's... I was wondering, like, I guess she had done a big ass, but I was wondering whether the pun here was ass tech, or was that just because the judges said it? I think the judges uh, say it to save her. Like, that's production giving the judges a quote at the end. Because the very yeah. common thing is, like, having worked on recent Drag Race series, they, you're, when, you're, when you're on set, they, at the end of the day, give the judges notes to say and they just like get a, a b-roll of the recordings afterwards because you've seen it and it gives the judges time to generate the puns because they've actually seen the work so sometimes a queen might be walking and it could be dead silence obviously michelle and rue are a lot more like versed and you know quicker because they're doing this thing for years but sometimes the guest judges might not think on the spot as quick so 
they get these comments written down afterwards. So I think whether that happened or not, the judge saying Aztec did help in this yeah. moment because I was waiting. I'm like, where's the ass? I'm like, I'm getting everything. It else. gave me very Emperor's New Groove. It's kind of the vibe I was getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not like, fashion. Uh, like, you know, instead of what a donkey, like, you know, that's an alpaca. But not yeah. like, like, like pack an ass, ass packer. Aspach. Yeah, I don't. Chris, what did you think of this? I didn't love it. I didn't love it either. I think it was a little bit. Let's girls say party city. I think the earrings mm-hmm. were like, I don't know. It looked a little bit cheap, and I, I get she was playing um, homage to her um, culture. Is that what she said? Yeah, I want to Yeah, the indigenous heritage. Yes, exactly. Which I didn't culture. even know she had. So it's good. To well, you'd hope so because, like, I was thinking, I was like, where is her security here? Before yeah. it comes for her. Yeah, no, she had that. But yeah, I, I think it was it was cute. But yeah, again, I think the Aztec definitely kind of saves it as a as a look for this runway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I didn't love it. Uh, next up is Darian Lake. I think this is the best I've seen Darian. This this is even better than the Billie Eilish look, Chris. Um, <laughs> Billie Eilish look. <laughs> James, where did you land on that Billie Eilish look that Darian did? I was like so subjective because I thought it was such like, you know, drag is a mockery of society and it was like a fun twist and play. We haven't seen her in years, but maybe because we haven't seen her in years that there was just better like things in her arsenal and the judges like picked her up on that. Um, It's so subjective because I think I've nearly ran out of like too many times where I think like I like a look and then production says it's different, uh, like gives a different viewpoint. Um, As a whole package, I did think it fit, but you know, sometimes like, like seeing her even today, I actually wanted, imagine if Darian came into the workroom looking like this, it would have blown. Cause like, you know, she looked amazing. She looked amazing when she came in, the weight is over in the skinny blue dress, but her figure, just because she's been demonstrating about losing the weight, like having the weight loss, she looks the best I've ever seen her ever before. I don't see how much it attaches to this challenge apart from like, you know, she has her ass out and I can't remember have we seen Darian like with her ass out much before. But aside from that, I just thought this and I said, imagine if you did this as the entrance look into the series. It would have blown people out of the water because she looks the best she ever has. So, you know, maybe she just didn't have ideas. Again, because it's such a weird, tough challenge. I find the queens, unless it's like goddamn obvious, because there are obviously like the front runners for the challenge. I feel Vidarian in the sense that it's a tough one if you just don't have all the ideas ready to go for the season when you're filming. Mm-hmm. I just think this could have been the yeah. entrance look. That's my vibe. Yeah, no, true. Like, how much ass is in this look? I don't know. But mm. it lo- I think she looks so sexy. And yeah, yeah. she looks like flawless. And I and I did love She it. is cinch. Yeah. Like, that is just like the best shape she's ever had. And yeah, she's given drag for her drag. Her drag was dragging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris? Yeah, I agree. Her drag was dragging. Yeah, it would have been great as an entrance look too. And it probably doesn't tie into the challenge as much as it needs to, especially with mm-hmm. the other queens. And bringing in the fame game, which we'll get into, but there was a lot of actual ass on the runway. Yeah, <laughs> like, let's move on to next, which is Alexis. Um, I feel because we knew the... <laughs> because we knew what this category was called, I feel... Like, there was no gag when she turned around. I knew exactly what she was going to do. It wasn't, like, a surprise, which I think, was, I guess, maybe is unfortunate. But I think she still looked great. 
Yeah. I think she looked great. And I think the, the veil cutting off of the arse is hilarious. Like, that's so good. And, like, I think from the from the front, the picture that you can see there, she's, like, it's, the ass looks big. And I was like, okay, maybe that's it. When she came down, then when she did turn around, I, I did get a little bit. I'm like, oh, I was like, it's so, it's so white. She <laughs> needs to get some Venix wax strip Gillette campaigning. Like, think about it. These girls are thinking of their future marketing. If she doesn't get, like, a manscaped, out of this or you know why her ass is just so hairless mama you know you get that future partnership that's all i saw out of it uh i mean we saw a lot of it as well um no. didn't roxy andrews turn around and give us ass is she like the first yeah ass revealing queen she, i don't know if she was the first but she definitely did it i don't because detox did it as well at some point yeah too, I I ain't maybe that was all stars it? i ain't saying i'm the first but i ain't the worst who knows yeah um yeah it was very seamless and very shiny um the girls are all sharing the same baby oil or you know body glow balm out back there like you know rue's arms look as shiny as alexa's ass yeah (laughs) yeah it wasn't like you know it was it it was it was a safe approach to the challenge because we knew it was very irish person on holidays and it's like you're whiter than the sand yeah yeah <laughs> like, it's just very at least her ass looked like clean and like you know it was a clean bottom and you know <laughs> she that, douched like, before she went on stage mama, so. she had look yeah she used to, she used jessica's water bottle from the film set and <laughs> which wasn't a lie you know, like, candy there this is the best i have seen candy this season and definitely one of the best things i've seen her in i think on drag race um and it is kind of a harkening back to her drag mother Aja who did a similar sort of like inflatable kawaii anime look on All Stars 3 uh-huh. this time though big beach ball boobs a big beach ball but the only thing if I was to criticise it which I guess is what I'm about to do <laughs> is that the skin tone doesn't match the skin tone doesn't match but you know what I was thinking you were going to say I, I kind I of wish that the outfit it looks like it's all one piece so whether it was constructed and like you know the, she didn't get like a fitting after the fitting of the fitting if I was being picky I wish that the latex the ass part was actually where her ass would be because yeah. it doesn't fit her entirely correct like if this latex I'm like honey if you weren't like put into that with two buckets of talc and it's so skin tight on you um it, I actually look at her real ass and I just see the saggy kind of like seam of the outfit and I even thought it would be better if the what's meant to be the skirt with the ass revealing it was just actually you know down in more proportion it just looks like she has two like you know yeast infections on her lower hip or you know like her liver's inflamed <laughs> that is because a big infection yeah it's in her lower back mama and you want to talk about back problems and Tourette's I'll get into it I've got a great masseuse for that so, you know, she just needs to get that popped very quickly. Um, it was a little bit lower. It would have been a bit more, like, precise. But, you know, it's still a good accus- um, accusation. I can't speak today. It's still a good execution of the challenge. Yeah, because yeah, you, you can actually see her actual bum yeah. underneath bum, the bum. fake bum. It's a bum and a bum. It's a bum reveal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wish someone just went like that, just pushed them down before she went out and was like, That's here, baby. Thing. Like, this is and, like, I don't even... And I think you can't even do that because all the illusion is that essentially an outfit on top of like, you know, a bubbly body. This all looks like it's one piece. piece yeah. So it's actually just the measurements are not done right. And then I'm kind of like, well, do you either give this outfit back to Asha or Jimbo, whoever like, you know, possesses it in their own right. <laughs> or if it was done for you, it's just a little bit off by measurements. 
Yeah. It's still a really fun lock. I mean, no, this is just the nitty gritty. Yeah, I thought it was really it was... fun as well. I just, I accidentally got this spoiled on because obviously following drag looks, it's the first frame. And I, I was like, oh my God, I wonder what the runway is. And I just thought it was inflatable, obviously, because that's what she did. Yeah. Um, but I never guessed it was as the world turned. Next up was Jessica Wilde, who looked amazing. The, I guess the only, the only sort of ass concept here was the small little kiss the besita as as uh michelle said uh on the bum but like i love the off the shoulder long sleeve and the gorgeous black wig um did this keep you on the jessica train chris um yeah maybe i feel like maybe maybe the train slowed down slightly maybe it's in road errand <laughs> and <laughs> it's delayed it was a delayed <laughs> um, but yeah I, I liked it but it was just kind of like in comparison to the other looks i don't think it was iconic she looks amazing though and i I love her but yeah it was it was hard to defend this look in comparison to other looks but the kiss was cute the concept was nice it was done okay i think it was a very safe look for me based on how dirty her mind is i i'm gonna guess this was not her first her first idea she'd probably like have like like a douche bottle sticking out of her ass or something like yeah (laughs) that's what i was thinking as well as like it seems a little bit kind of refined for her Mm. Yeah, well, yeah. No, I liked it. Uh, yeah, James, made, what you think? They made her put the dress on. Do you know, we're still like first class train, Chris. I agree, but we're maybe going from like <laughs> instead of the Portlaoise Express, we're going through all the small horse and cart villages on the way back down. Um, <laughs> he looks freaking gorgeous. You just put half the fabric around your, not your left hip, and then like the kiss on the lip, and it's kind of like a subtle nod to the challenge because she looks gorgeous and because she was funny, and I think she's a strong competitor for this like all-stars eight in general it's she can get away with it like yeah. if another queen was to do this and they were in troubled waters um they would definitely be sinking to the bottom oh mm. <laughs> did you agree with michelle's uh, critique about the blush for wait now the blush for jessica for, for jessica yeah yeah michelle said that she felt like it was all very flat the the makeup and that it needed more blush oh yes sorry, i'm a makeup artist so i have to say something um <laughs> i yes it is a little bit of a yeah it's kind of like a white do you know what the blush she's actually using i've seen chris will probably see on tiktok there's a big trend of like beauty gurus and makeup girls doing like a pink uh setting powder for like a highlight underneath the eyes yeah. and it looks like she nearly got those two tubs mixed up and it is a little <laughs> bit you know because she's got darker skin and like such lovely deep warm complexion she can afford to nearly go candy muse on it or even find like the middle intersection of all these train stops um <laughs> yeah, it was you know what michelle made that point because she probably didn't have to say too many other points because also it's such a very thin veiled challenge that you couldn't give too much critique when it's like i bet you these girls are like what the fuck are we trying to do on the runway this week so she had to say something it didn't bother me um it could have been a bit stronger because she's just you know obviously drag the eyes beat are just so prominent and strong the glitter lip you could have taken it there but maybe she's trying to keep it a little less toned down that is a very minuscule thing but it's just a comment they have to add it in it adds context to you know things that have been said in this challenge either and it didn't bother me i think i was just more unbothered but well just watching the other like watching the dresses and the style like she's she's gorgeous to me regardless i'm a jessica fan this season so it's okay for me i'm gonna like still love her 
Absolutely. Jimbo is up next in this... I kind of described it as like infrared. It's like, you know, in the 2000s, whenever they needed like a heat-seeking goggle or a heat-seeking glasses, this the sort of effects they would do, like blue. But then when there's body heat, there's like orange and red. Um, this sort of... Ronnie, those nips, the, then the, her real nips in the doctor's office must be fake because their blue is ice. Yeah. <laughs> All the heat is going around. And then, and, then, and then what? She just said at the end of the day, can I just get like, you know, plastic nipples, please? Because the <laughs> yeah. tits are cold if we're going to do the thermal stats. And, um, and the idea that. then, obviously, the concept here is obviously that she has, she has breast butt. Yeah. Um, which, to be honest is like the first thing I would imagine Jimbo would do. And is that good or is that bad? It's on brand, so that's good. It's not. Jimbo was so good at thinking outside the box. It's so. on brand, but when you look at the timestamp of when they would have filmed this, we only saw Jimbo start doing like, like titty ass as a drag look. And I'm still, I'm actually surprised with so many like hidden references for when Jimbo's been touring. I mean, have we all seen that iconic Club Kids show in Barcelona when her silicone tit just bursts and leaks onto stage? I was like, Mama, imagine she just had a needle and just let that pop. Imagine she did in production. We're like, no, I can't do that. She's like, well, I'm going to take it on tour. Um, like <laughs> This is the first time that she's doing it on TV. But then like we have not wait. We have waited nearly 14 months for this, these, this production to be aired. So it's original then and for the judges it's the first time to see it we've seen it because we've seen Jimbo Tour if you follow her like if you're following the fan base and what she's been up but to but even for a lot online like I feel like just on the other seasons this is exactly what I would have thought but maybe maybe I'm being influenced by online as well um, mm. <clears throat> well you know what it's it fits the brief because I'm like you definitely know it's ass when it's such a tough like you know she has done the best interpretation and read the brief the best for me even just seeing that compared to we have what one or two more like current queens competition to still see but I was like yes like that to me when I saw it, it's like okay she's winning this week and to be fair it isn't like the only thing about the look isn't just the ass like I actually think this this bodysuit is amazing as well and the colour yeah. and the contours and, hair, and the wig makeup, and the high pony. makeup yeah. has gotten so much better as well um, hair and makeup is just like you know so leveled up which gives her that kind of like all stars status I feel yeah I was just going to say it looked exactly like I got a little bit of a jump scare because it reminds me exactly and a specific amount of people might know what I'm talking about it's James Charles at Coachella wore this exact bodysuit something exactly similar to this and when she turned around I was like oh my god James Charles <laughs> I, I think I'm just, I'm just cursed with that image but um, I actually if you can find it for reference um, I actually preferred the colour scheme on his one there was green and stuff in it as well and it made a lot okay. more sense as you said like the nips doesn't really make sense if they're cold mm-hmm. so we guess it's a fun, fun idea but yeah cool okay Heidi is next this is a uh, fun interpretation of the brief in that she's taking ass as in donkey. She said this look is Eeyore as a stripper. I think it's funny. I like the idea. I want to reward the idea. Um, I was like, the bra and skirt look very cheap, but then maybe it's a commentary on Eeyore wouldn't make that much coin as a stripper, so they can't afford a fancy. She hasn't got bra. the good sugar daddy money yet. She's still in no. And the wig and the ears, I like there's something about it that doesn't quite work for me, but I love the idea. Yeah. I, I don't think it's a lot, but... yeah. 
we saw it in the, work in the workroom. Yeah, room. she was wearing it in the workroom, and I was like, "Oh, that'd be so good for the challenge because as the world turns." I was like, "Oh, that's where it's gonna be." It's funny that oh, no yeah. one in production was like, "Take that off. It's not been revealed yet." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is weird, and like you could even see like the the tail was like buttoned on and stuff like that. I don't know. I really like the idea. It kind of who did, it was a Monique Carton also for did like a pink panther, big pink oh, panther yeah, yeah. look. <laughs> um. That I think it was kind of better than this and a similar idea. I think that yeah, it's kind of like a bit sketchy around the edges, but it's like just taking the mick regardless. It's funny, like from the <laughs> the makeup point of view, I see where she's going. I don't see the illusion, but I'm not gonna clock Heidi on being a professional makeup artist. She has done a lot of work and elevated so freaking much. Nikki should Gave her back her royalties for whatever she said on season like I hate, hate, hate yeah. your hair and makeup but, right now. Yeah. I, I get it. Like, it's not very illusion. And I've tried doing illusion eye makeup before. I'm not. That's why I stick to doing celebrity drag makeup. Black makeup artist. But it's <laughs> tough. It's really hard. So, you know, the effort, A for effort. I ask for effort. Um, the stuck on button thing does like, I mean, listen. I see asses and pure mules around all the countryside this weekend. So Heidi is just really resembling me being at home right now. This is me when I come through the gates in Abelix and encounter. <laughs> like, oh, you wanted a horse? Oh, you got a you got a done deal. And this is what, a, this is what actually this is what arrives compared to what you like. You know what Royal Ascot bet you put on on a, on a racehorse, and this is what you get instead. <laughs> but yeah. it's fun. And I, I mean, think it's fun. Uh, we we would all be living if she came out and did a lip sync to. I know some appropriate song. The only one I can think of now is like Lonely by Akon or some sort of like really sort of downer <laughs> song in this Eeyore costume. Like we'd all be living. Yeah. Uh, Kahana is up next in her latex nurse costume with a massive syringe. I said last week, you know, I, uh, I, James and Kahana are the two that I was least excited by when I saw the cast and Kahana goes on to impress me more and more. I really, really like this. I guess similar silhouettes last week, but I don't really care because she looks so hot. Yeah, she looks great. I think it ticks the boxes. Like if it's going to be about ass and like she's got enough work done on it. And, you know, another thing that could be funny is she actually did, if she came out with roller pins after talking about having to roll and move that silicone around her body. But, you know, this is very finesse. I'm like, you know, why don't you just do like cooking in the kitchen with a pizza on your head and like a roller pin? And then she just have like some rope, but that would probably be too much of a like a cute reference. This is cunty. It's hot. And, you know, what a great challenge for her because literally so much of her branding is ass and silicone. So it's almost like a lucky strike for Kahana that this is just, you know, very good referencing. I loved it. Yeah. I think anything self referential. I do, I do like her attitude where she's going to talk about it and like make jokes about it. Cause I know a lot of yeah. other queens try to pretend that it's like, oh, it's all natural. Was it Nisha Lopez who <laughs> was trying to claim her ass was real? And mm-hmm. we were like, um, anyway. Um, yeah. So yeah. I do like the, I do like the idea of leaning into it. And as, as James said, like that is her branding. So it was definitely kind of like uh, a very easy kind of win for her. Yeah. Absolutely. And finally then was Lala Ree, um, who gave us this like uh, two-piece suit and when she turned around there was like uh, chains on the booty and she said it was an ode to the little booty um, which I appreciated as somebody who goes from back to leg. <laughs> that <I speak. laughs> you get to your letterbox, you turn sideways and it's just the easiest passageway. <laughs> yeah. Do you know there's one way exactly. you know, there's one way uh, like you know 
bridges across the small towns of Ireland where it's like there's a traffic light because literally only one vehicle can pass through Keynes Grand. Just <laughs> that's me. Yeah, it's like if you were whatever. If you were like running your finger, you go okay back, back, back. Have I? Oh, that's your leg. I've missed it. It's so small. <laughs> yeah. So at least I liked that she was. I, I mean, I don't know if I got that from the look necessarily, but I liked that she shouted it out there. I. I, I can't digest this look. It's like there's just so much happening, but nothing happening. It's not giving what I think she thought it was giving. Because the front, it looked like Juicy Couture. So when I thought she was going to turn around, I thought it was going to have like maybe her name on the back in mm. um, Demontes. So I was like, okay, maybe that's what it's going to be. And like that would have been a really good reference to like, you know, arses everywhere in 2000. <laughs> but um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't think it gave what she thought it gave. And then there was like a weird color. I think, it, yeah, I don't know. There was a weird color scheme on the back that I couldn't make out. Yeah, the bum was a different color. Is that her actual RSA or something? I wasn't sure. There's I a cut looked... of a cut of that's not so Irish. There's a cut of the arse there. <laughs> there's a cut of the arse yeah. there. Just <laughs> a lick, just a lick of paint, just a lick of the whoopsies. Uh, okay, so um, I think that that reference is, you know, it was smart and cute. Maybe it saves for. I'm amazed that like she's pretty much one of the most clothed of the queens. When I thought she'd be the one to, you know piece of fabric nearly like you know met Lala it because she put like you know shopping bags and wearing nothing else relying on the body this is a great time to let that reliance come through um I she's hiding her biggest asset and that's what she could have used more of um I wondered did she overthink it and it's a bit thought out too much because there's too many other symbolisms that she was trying to play off or like key key noting different words when I'm like baby girl keep it simple and just show us your eyes. Right, let's have a quick um, mention of the fame game look. So we have Monica Beverly Hills in this green sort of fringe um, look that's sort of full body and she turns around, she shakes her ass. Then we have uh, Nisha Lopez in this kind of like, um, it's like half suit, half dress look with a little bow tie and a finger finger wave wig and she turns around and she's showing her ass as well. And then finally you have Miss Kasha Davis um who uh, is in this kind of like grey leopard print sort of peplum suit with a big red um, sort of flower on her shoulder. And she turns around and there's like a, I guess there's an ass cut out, but it doesn't show any ass. It just shows beige. Beige. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris, what was your, which was your favorite? Definitely Nisha Lopez. I think this would have been really good on the runway. I think she probably got the ass peekaboo, peekaboo moment the best. I think she, I think, and you give, you give enough without giving it all as well. Because like mm-hmm. like not to drag like Alexis her whole her whole arse was out <laughs> so I think Nisha Lopez's little peekaboo is cute it almost looks like a bustier like if you zoomed in you might think it's like a little breast moment. Chris, that, that was a lovely lyric. You could be writing on the next series for a while. What did you say? Give a little, but like not giving enough at all. <laughs> what, whatever you just this. said there, it was so so candid, wasn't it? Because it's like <laughs> gorgeous. Yeah. Um, so yeah, props to you. You win the week's challenge. I agree. I think Nasha does it in like the right kind of flirtatious way. She's got a good. I like it's funny because maybe by preference she's got a better ass, and yet she still leaves. She she still leaves a bit for the imagination. Um, yeah, it's strongest out of the three of the fame game looks. I think for me personally, um, Monica and Kasha, they would have been weak contending looks in this challenge like Cash's is almost like a play on an illusion but it looks a bit too cartoony it you know I mean it's not maybe her strength as the challenge but it wasn't a strong 
it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't surpass the remain like the still in the game contestants looks for me. Like it would have been like, you know, a weak look just regardless. But I think Nasha's had she still been in, you know, the competition, it was one of the up there in the top tiers. Yeah, at bottom look. Definitely. Alexis throws Darian under the bus, but I just want to apologize. The, the most um like manipulative apology ever, which was I'm not I'm gonna apologize for my teammate doing a bad job and me quote not speaking up. Uh <laughs> Chris, you're shaking your head. She's a shady bitch. She did it in the workroom as well. When they were like they were like, Do you think anyone was weak in a challenge? And she was like, Well, I don't know, we did well, but if there was a weak person, it wasn't me. <laughs> and it was like <laughs> She's and she's shady, and then I think like which is fine, and I think like I think it probably was a bit much on the runway though. Even Jimbo was like mimicking, like getting her and throwing her under the bus and doing the gestures, which was hilarious. But um, yeah, I think it was a bit much. It was a bit kind of rude. But then I I think Jerrion did have a good rebuttal where she came back and she's like, no, I stand by the the show. It was a good concept, and like she was definitely had her apprentice mindset on where she was like, this would sell. Yeah, <laughs> she did. She, she was ready for that boardroom. Oh, period. Was, yeah, yeah. Even though she was the project manager. <laughs> um. So then they go backstage. James, do you miss the fact that we don't get the actual like Queen's deliberation in this in the main se- episode anymore? That it's sort of like relegated to to untucked. I kind of do because sometimes I like girls. I did not even watch the untucked this week. I just watched. It. I mean, like I'm kind of vicarious. So there's nothing like the tea and all the tea. Um, yeah, it's tough because we don't get to see that in one. Like that deliberation, I think makes for so much context. But that's just probably imagining like strategy for a while to be like you were going to watch two hours of Drag Race every Saturday morning, bitch. Like you know, <laughs> with like a production going to your head. Um. I, yeah, I do miss it for the main episodes because it would just give more context. So the reactions, I think, are just as important as what, you know, the judging panel is making that, like, faith deciding, well, choice for how, what Queen and, like, is going to stay and what. Um, I think Alexis is playing the shade game as part of her strategy for the competition. You know, this is a television show. She wants her moments. Like, you know, necessarily what you're going to do or what you think you'll do is not what you're going to do. She's given very Gigon energy. But hey, this is your... Take your time to come back on television and do it if you want to do it. And she's doing it well. But it's just funny. It's a funny approach for somebody who, like, is upset by how she was seen on TV last time. Like, almost kind of like Fifi O'Hara was like, oh, I was painted as the villain last time. Not that Alexis necessarily got a full villain edit, but she got, like, she was, like, the first Jan edit of, like, somebody who's just really try hard and trying to please, like, this, like, show queenie, and, like, show, not show, like, musical theatre queen who just wants to impress and, like, kind of became, came off as prissy or whatever. It's just an interesting tactic to make, but she's making brilliant TV, so, like, it, it, it's, it's fine. Yeah, I think so, too. I think there's a real scramble to save Untucked um, by the production at the moment, because I imagine viewing figures are down, it, there isn't that much, in you know, going on in it. Um, even in season 15, season 14, it was incredibly dull. I think this fame game twist is part of the package to save Untucked. I think moving the deliberations to Untucked is also part of the reason they're trying to kind of save Untucked slash encourage people to get involved with the fame game. Uh, my boyfriend asked me a question. He was saying, <laughs> do you know where they're always like, if you're not watching Untucked, you're only watching half the story? Yeah. He was like, what percentage of the story is in Untucked these days? And I was like, that's actually a very good question. Yeah, well, actually, it probably is half the story. As you said, with that with that edit, because I used to like the deliberation, and it was, this was the first time that I realised it was gone. I don't know why. Yeah. But um, 
it I I want to watch it and obviously I'll watch it on Untalked, but I want to watch it in between the lip sync and before I know who goes mm-hmm. home. Because I feel like that makes the most sense in my head where I'm like, okay, now I have the context of what they're thinking. And they kind of like tee it up to be like, oh, well, I don't know. It could be this one. It could be this one. And then it goes to like, you know, the talking head where they're like, um, you know, I could be a bitch and send her home. And then it's like, oh my God, I'm more anticipating this lip sync and more invested in the story. But then when it cuts straight to them voting, I'm like, oh, it just, yeah, it just feels a little bit like we are missing half the story. So I'd say a good percentage of it has been thrown in, but it definitely is not half. The lip sync, or sorry, Jimbo wins anyway. I think we're all happy with that. And the lip sync assassin is Chanel, the first queen to ever walk into Drag Race. They lip sync to the song Bad Reputation by Joan Jett, a.k.a. the song that plays in the wrestling scene in Shrek, which is what it'll always be to me. <laughs> Very um, iconic. Like, there's a lot of, like, millennial championism. If this, is not, if this doesn't show your age but then also how long you've been out for as well like it's a combination of just like your overall faggotry if you are like born yeah. in the 90s <laughs> um jimbo loses again fifth or sixth lip sync now throughout the whole franchise uh, that they've lost and chanel wins and sends home darian lake um the votes broke down with the queens that uh, Darian voted for James and everybody else, including Jimbo, voted for Darian. So Darian was going home no matter what. I think it was... I mean, it's sad to see Darian go. I'm a big fan. But I think, like, she had a good opportunity. And unfortunately, I just don't think she made her mark. So I was happy. I was more happy to let her go than I was Kasha to go last week. Um, and in hindsight, I'm kind of like, we should let Darian go last week and then Kasha would have done a great job with this week's challenge. J-Mac, thank you so much for joining us on the pod today. Do you have anything coming up that you want uh, to shout out? I'll be back in, I'll be basically back in Ireland doing a festival called Forest Fest where I'm bringing two sisters from London and I will be back in like my J-Mac drag, my drag era. Um, so that's going to be something that I'll plug. And I say, it's going to be at the, the 22nd of July in Emo County Leash. It's kind of like a boutique festival that's like a little subside to Electric Picnic. And that is really special because I actually will be, you know, engaging with kind of more of my own queer and drag representation and bringing back that drag J-Mac element that I've kind of just, you know, been on a journey with the makeup careers. Like, honestly, juggling the balls, girls, it's a fine balance. And I do know that I'm penciled in to be part of the Midlands Pride in Port Leash in September as well. So you'll actually see J-Mac doing some home ground you know from home growing drag essence because it's actually just i think it's always it's reflecting on i would never imagine like actually showcasing drag back home i always feel like you know going to london or going to like a primate city was the only place that i could like express my kind of queer identity and my own drag identity um but otherwise you would see me from a makeup perspective in october glow up is going live and there are tickets available for Glow Up Live in the London Palladium. So we're going West End in October this year, 2023. So you will see me from the makeup perspective and then you will see some drag throughout the summer as well. So there's all this talk about alliances, but now it looks like there's there's going to be drama. Do we think there's going to be... Yeah, how do you think the like the alliance versus drama dynamic is going to play out throughout the season? I think, yeah, people are going to get busted. I think there's a lot of open talking about alliances, and I think that they're going to get caught out. And I think also, Heidi did mention that she's got a lot of tea to spill, and it looks like from the preview that we're going, we're going to get it all next week. And from the Reddit spoilers, apparently it's next week. Oh, <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> I was going to say... 
like, I actually don't know anyone who goes home or what any order, but I okay. did have a peek at the Snatch Game characters for next week. <gasps> Ooh, should we give a little preview for the girls? I will say there's two that I'm excited for. Okay. One is James Mansfield is going to be Jennifer Coolidge. Slay. Very, very recent. Uh-huh. And I I would love to see it. Uh, it probably won't be White Lotus Season 2 based on the time frame, but I think like we'll get, you know, American Pie and everything, and, you know, Bend and Snap. And Jimbo is going to do Shirley Temple. Okay. Interesting. So I think they're two that I'm definitely going to watch. Uh, also in there, Suki Hanna, who's from Love and Hip Hop Miami. And when I Googled her, she had an EP called Wolf Pussy. On brand. <laughs> I love that. Oh. So I'm- <laughs> uh, Shakira is missing a trick. She needs She Wolf Pussy right up there. <laughs> she Wolf Pussy. Yeah. So uh, you'll see our she-wolf pussies back here next week to discuss Snatch Game. Until then, have a lovely week. You can follow the show over on Instagram at sissy.pod. I will see you. Love you. Bye. Oh. <laughs> this show is part of the Head Stuff Podcast Network, a hub for the creative and the curious. Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.